0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. hi guys this is Faye and herman
0: <laughs>
1: and it's such a rare opportunity now on a sunday uh, for us to go live and i know that i haven't really done this in the past which is to have someone actually sit here with me to go live on my channels but in
2: person interviewing not like in yeah re- in real life
1: exactly i feel like we can like interview each other i wish yeah. herman lives here in boston with me because uh, we could do like one of those Ali Abdaal and, and his brother constantly sitting
2: down with a little camera, you know, like, yeah, yeah, produced, well produced. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. So I think what the reason why we decided to go live um, after, you know, Herman's visiting for a very short period of time, but, you know, we've been together, uh, working together for over six years now, we're reflecting, you know, I found Herman in 2016. We've never since then, never parted ways. So I'm here to please say hi. First of all, I'm here to answer any questions for, you know, creative entrepreneurs about the journey we have taken on for for most people. They know that I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since 2016. And precisely, did we meet 2015?
2: 2016, I think. 2016. 2016. Okay. Maybe like July or August. Yeah.
1: Oh, wonderful. So there's a lot to reflect on. As you can see in the description, uh, you know, when I first met Herman, I just had my podcast called Face World. And then, you know, after that, we were like
2: episode 40 or 50 already. Yes. It, Herman so remembers more like one year into podcasting already. So,
1: oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For episode 40. That's crazy. And then after that, we're getting so excited. After that, um, you know, the next journey was Herman came to visit me in Boston from Sweden. Uh, you know, you're originally for from... a couple
2: of days. Yeah, I'm originally from Argentina, uh, but I've been living in Sweden for like ten years. So yeah, yeah that's where I met Faye, like through like uh, Upwork. Upwork
1: yeah. of all places, guys. Like never, you know. Question: I, I sure I have not met my second Herman on Upwork. In fact, ever since we started working together. I just, you have been able to help me so much, you know, I know we're going to get into details. Originally, her mom was hired as a podcast editor. And later on, I remember sending that email to you, like less than a year later and said, hey, I won't be offended, but would it be okay if I, you know, ask you to also be my marketing strategist and help me with social media? And your answer was?
2: Let's say, yeah, so, so it was very interesting how our relationship started growing and like, we mm-hmm. started strategizing mm-hmm. uh, together from the early days. So in the beginning it was just podcasting because I got, I mean, I think we're both create, very creative and we love creating content. And mm-hmm. um, especially when you have the kind of podcast you have, which mm-hmm. is like more interviewing, mm-hmm. um, getting to know the other's story, you know, learning from what can you distill from someone else's story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started thinking, what are the interesting topics we could cover, mm-hmm. uh, and then started started to to strategize uh, on the podcast level. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. said, okay, how can we take it further? So, so a lot of the things we did later over the years, like YouTube mm-hmm. documentary um, and more, mm-hmm. uh, had to do with like how can we take the next step and like what are some of the other platforms we can explore mm-hmm. for your content. You yeah, know, those kind of, those kind of like mm. questions.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so, it's absolutely. Somebody ask, Amir, yeah, absolutely. Amir. If you have questions, please ask us. I, I really want to take this opportunity. We want to be so transparent and open about, uh, you know, so much to celebrate uh, of being creative entrepreneurs. And then this morning I was even thinking that's such a, like a poorly defined thing, like career path. in these days that like you would think that we should all know, Oh, how to be a creator, how to be a YouTuber, have a website. But Herman and I have been doing this for nearly seven years. It's I not think trivial. It's,
2: right? we, re, we redefine it every day. It's like, we take mm-hmm. it one day at a time and we plan I think 99% of what we plan we throw away mm-hmm. that's something very valuable it's like there's a value in planning but also there's a value in like knowing when to throw away your plan and like people mm-hmm. and then it's we take it one day at a time mm-hmm. most often and then we are very happy to learn you mm-hmm. know learn on people and then it's like there's I think with the years we mm-hmm. have learned to like not hold so hard to mm-hmm. our ideas and like mm-hmm. um you know maybe we are convinced about something Mm -hmm. Uh, for a little while then we push we explore we're happy to let it go yeah right that that has been the key in like our relationship whatever we do Mm -hmm. uh we are always happy to like move forward
0: Mm. uh,
2: and not like hold on to something for for or like whatever we thought of right
1: that that's so true i it's so funny you're distilling things that i'm just like thinking about right now it's like oh, that makes so much sense that's exactly what we've been doing so i know you guys want to have questions just feel free to drop that drop us a note you know wherever you are linkedin youtube but we'll just see them come in We'll just pause and answer those questions and even can share your little questions on screen if you choose to um <laughs> yeah it, it's so fun guys i think um you're right. One of the things Herman said is like, we have all these ideas. In fact, we try to talk to each other uh, on Zoom, uh, you know, twice. uh, I mean, every two two or three weeks. weeks. And then meanwhile, sometimes an idea will will burst in like, in our minds, and no matter where we are in the world, um, we're not even, you know, together in the same zip code most of the time. And we just share those ideas via WhatsApp, and see how it resonates. So, question back and we can ask each other questions so herman like how do you decide if something um it is worth for us to explore knowing that we're both have a pretty growth mindset like you know we can we, we trust each other enough to say oh maybe not right now that's a good idea or
2: yeah know. that's a very good point i think um a lot of like what what i try to balance a, lo- a lot is like how much time it takes to explore something and mm-hmm. like what's the potential I wouldn't say reward like mm-hmm. it's necessarily rewarding like what you can get out of it, but what you can learn mm-hmm. from this particular experience or doing this or that.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, I think usually one one common thing is that we mm-hmm. we most often want to do more things than what we can handle. Yeah. So a big issue for us is like prioritizing. You know mm-hmm. how can we do the things that matter first, mm-hmm. and we never know for sure what is, what matters or, but, yeah. but at least one thing we, one strategy or like for, for, me, something that has really helped me a lot, is like to think a little bit about how much time it takes mm-hmm. and what are the potential things are, am I, or wh- what, do I want to learn from doing this particular thing? So, mm-hmm. uh, some things are, you know, sometimes we niche down so much to a particular thing. It's like, okay, I want to polish this particular thing I'm doing, or I want to do this this project that takes me like 3 months. Mm-hmm. You know, 3 months of work. So so given that we want to do so much other stuff, mm-hmm. right? So so it's a little bit a little bit about thinking how much time it takes and and you know balancing with the rest of the the stuff we want to do and mm-hmm. the context sort of. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, the the one of the most extreme things I think we did was a documentary itself. All oh. right. Mm-hmm. It, it was, <laughs> that was
0: <hard.
1: laughs> but that was also like you mentioned the other day. Uh, we obviously we spend many evenings now, like since you're here to talk about like lessons learned and the documentary was so hectic, yet it was so liberating uh, to do because I had to be traveling on the road. So I had to, as a result, had to say no a lot. And I am naturally want to say yes to a lot of things, but the documentary kind of forced me to be on the road traveling and with, with a team we assembled. And a big shout out to uh, Ed Gregory, Rosie White, uh, Rosie Gregory, and also Dan Cooper. We, you know, we're a small team Cheers traveling.
0: Them, yeah, yeah and
1: it, it was crazy. And then I had to say no. And then I think for some reason, as a result of saying yes to that project, just helped me kind of uh, clear my mind. Uh, a lot about instead of like all these small projects and I that was the only thing I could focus on frankly that I think in my uh, adult life that was one of the very few moments that I actually got to do that versus now we have to be focusing on on so much more yeah Yeah.
2: I think many of the things uh, interestingly is it's um it's funny how some sometimes we have some these opportunities to Mm -hmm. uh, focus on something during during some time and they were very spontaneous. like I mm-hmm. remember the documentary was like we were sitting down we were reflecting about the podcast like all your interviews the the great people you had the chance to interview at the mm-hmm. time I mean now it's more like 360 episodes almost like mm-hmm. 400 yeah um, but at the time it was like close to 200 maybe yeah and then you had some great guests, mm-hmm. super interesting stories. And then we said, how can we put them together mm. in a way that they they really can relate beyond the podcast itself? So, mm. it's, how can we tell a story that is more powerful? Mm-hmm. And then we started saying, what if we do another round of interviews? Mm. And then we said, what do what if we do another round of interviews in video format? Mm-hmm. So that's that's how the documentary uh, idea sort of came mm. came together. And then we said, okay, maybe instead of having one hour, two hour kind of long video Mm -hmm. format, let's let's put together, not not all the interviews and episodes are Mm -hmm. around the same topic. So how can we cluster them and group them and Mm -hmm. tell a powerful story? And that's how we said, okay, let's let's build episodes. Let's try Mm -hmm. to interview these people. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole thing was was like strategizing like one week or two Mm -hmm. weeks. And then it's like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) then it took like three four months and the editing post post editing and so on um it took longer of course but i mean the whole just sit down and do it it was like Mm. less than a month you know
1: yeah it was super fast i remember at the time frankly i was just thinking okay from the podcast from podcast to documentary even for me you know i got this question a lot it's like that didn't really seem like the immediate next step, right? Like, why can't you just like, I don't know, post some videos on YouTube? Why documentary? And I remember something you said to me back in early 2018. We were on the road by the time, you know, summer of 2018. I got some funding. I got one sponsor. I self-funded the rest. It was very, very nimble, living in not very good Airbnbs. And Herman, you said to me at the time, you said you got to do this now. This is your life. You have your health. You have everything. So I remember I was 34 at the time. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know, time really flies. And let me do this. But I didn't really have any particular concern about my own health, frankly. But look at what happened nearly a year and a half later. We're living in a worldwide uh, pandemic, pandemic for quite a while. Yeah.
2: Right? We couldn't travel. The mm-hmm. whole world was stopped. And then we, I mean, we, we really reflected Mm-hmm. On that moment, where we said we gotta do it now, because we now we, there's no excuse to not mm-hmm. do it. We have, we can do it. Mm-hmm. We can get sponsors. We can, uh, we ha- we are healthy. Mm-hmm. We can travel, and then the whole world stopped for two years. Yeah. So uh, we were so glad that we did it, right?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Timing-wise, it was like you, you know, your attitude has always been like, let's not wait, and which I love that because, you know, coming from a consulting marketing background, I'm very used to the mentality. Uh, I was always very like an oddball of we don't have all the requirements we we let just execute. And that's what I love the kind of the essence of phase world,' the trying different things. and and you know, I love the fact that you feel the same way about blogging and teaching people as we go along, like we're very honest about the fact that we don't have all the answers. and um we we don't really know how this is going to work out. So before I put a ribbon on the documentary side of things, I have to say that, Being on Amazon, having learned a lot about production, distribution, you name it, video setup, that was number one, what really triggered me to want to start a YouTube channel, something I feel like I have to do, absolutely have to do. There was like that itch that, you know, I need to scratch it and I need to satisfy yeah. Yeah. Um, and secondly a lot of people you you guys may be wondering i get this question a lot which is well how much money did you make um, was really about making money that what kind of positive impact or leverage did it give you as a as a professional so every time i whether i show up on an interview or you know i people will find me like hey Faye, let's uh, work on some youtube strategy work and they will they were being honest with me like oh we look through so many different profiles but you know, you're the only person with a documentary on Amazon. I think you probably know what you're doing. Yeah. You have a team member like Herman and we want to be working with you. So it has almost been like a Amazon Prime documentary is a business card. So many times people bring it up. I don't even like, I don't even bring it up, but people keep discovering. It's
2: such a great, I think mm-hmm. um, you can always think of like, okay, this particular thing, mm-hmm. um, like if you want to profit from it you know a lot of mm-hmm. people think of like okay if you're doing a podcast how much mm-hmm. money are you making from your podcast if you have a youtube channel how much, money, much much money so but there's a value that has nothing to do with money it's like mm-hmm. what we have learned putting together the documentary mm-hmm. right um I, I think of course you could have started with your youtube channel then go into mm-hmm. creating the documentary but mm-hmm. i think it was such a Powerful way of kickstarting your YouTube channel, your video uh, content. Like also trying to go beyond, you know, not just putting together this Mm -hmm. uh, one hour, two hour piece of content, but also like how can I teach people right in a Mm -hmm. more natural? How can I, you know, create content in a video format? So, Mm -hmm. so we have learned so much from the document for creating it, Mm -hmm. right? And and that value has no price, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we learned so much and. You know, having having a a partner like uh, Herman to be along the way of these very difficult projects really is key. People ask me all the time. I really say I want to do I don't have the budget. I want to do so much uh, of the stuff on my own. But I got to say that uh, when you work on when you kind of step into the unknown, which as a creator, you face that every on a regular day, basis yeah. every day. There's There are a lot of unknowns when someone there truly uh, believes in you and support you. And I I, well, I love, this is the relationship part I'm talking about because you've never really made me feel like you have to, you know, oh, we need Herman's approval. You, you have to, like, we have all these, like, conflicts of interest. Instead, instead, we're, like, trying to explore. And when we worked with the documentary team, you know, Herman was making it very clear to me to say, you hire the people you have to trust them right you have to you know give them the power enable them empower them to do what they do best and that just made not only our relationship but my future relationships with editors with assistants with everybody just so much easier um And I got to like, I know people have a lot of questions about YouTube. So here's where it comes in. There are a lot of misconceptions about YouTube being this, you know, either you need to be super young or you need to have a game channel or this, you need to be a makeup artist. But instead I'm really trying to, not just the word promote, we're trying to demystify, right? right? The fact that YouTube is so powerful for, for creative entrepreneurs, for edutainers, educators, entertainers, and and small business people. So
0: yeah, yeah,
2: of course, of course. I think, there's i think youtube is still very powerful uh Mm -hmm. it's like the number one platform to find Mm -hmm. video related like content and Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people it's it's one of the most powerful search engines as well so a lot of people coming to youtube like to of course entertain themselves so they want to watch a guitar player or a you know uh, some band or they want to put a Some comedian, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also people who want to learn how to fix a door or something on their house, or like they want to learn how to Mm -hmm. cook something. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just infinite opportunities and possibilities. And I think we often, it, it, we come to this like thought where people think that oh, I need a professional setup. I need to Mm -hmm. get started the right way. It's gonna take a lot of work. I cannot like. Mm -hmm. I need editors or like. It's going to take a long time until I can actually, and, and also like very close to full time. It's like, I need to do that in a no, full-time, full-time basis. Right. And it's, it's suddenly you think that you need to pause all the rest you're doing mm-hmm. to go full in YouTube. And then there's going to be a period where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, you're not going to see, you know, anything coming back from YouTube. Mm-hmm. But we have seen so many examples of like how powerful YouTube is just putting pieces of content out there mm-hmm. and letting the, you know, the internet work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we both, okay. When we started your channel, it was, how can we, uh, uh, create some new content, like in a mm-hmm. new, uh, in new, new type of content, like pieces of content, like tutorials, mm-hmm. helping people. There was, uh, there were a lot of people with questions about the documentary. Yeah. How yeah. can you start, Creating the, your own documentary. How right. can you start uh, doing your own podcast? You know, yeah. how can I use my my podcast or uh, my documentary as my business card, like you were mm-hmm. saying? So a lot of questions mm-hmm. were okay. How let's let's tackle tackle them in 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 a video, and then we uploaded them to YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have seen so many other examples where I have a small YouTube channel where I would put like videos I like when I travel, mm-hmm. and then. Plenty of other people. I have friends who, who like car likes cars and mm-hmm. then they, they would record something on their car and then they would put it out there and they grow to thousands and thousands of subscribers. Mm-hmm. They start monetizing. So so um it's it's really powerful. And I think you don't need I mean you, you can start very small and still have a huge effect mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, whether that's a hobby, it's a side hassle, it's mm-hmm. your main business, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, And that's what we're trying to evangelize other people, help other people see, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a small strategy, mm-hmm. with, a, with a simple strategy and a small effort, mm-hmm. you can go a long way.
1: Yeah, it, absolutely. So I, I love your idea before I forget, I love uh, Herman's new idea of seeing every video as a business. But before we go there to answer why that, that part is important is that, Recently, when I say recently, really the past year or so, we've gained several key, I would say, YouTube strategy clients. And the reason how it works is, I've acted as the strategist. Herman is on strategy and editing, and we have Anna to kind of help publish. So those are kind of the struggles I see a lot of the more established coaches, entrepreneurs, consultant speakers are struggling with.
2: To so get the ball rolling, get know, the ball rolling, and momentum, build the momentum, yeah, and right. keep
1: rolling, right? There's keep some rolling, people. Yeah um he'd be like hey Faye, i'm on the road all the time you know like i i don't have the time i need to they they want to focus on consulting and being the speaker is a, like a very much a full-time job right yeah Throughout and also my-
2: and also if you have to think if mm-hmm. you have to do it everything yourself mm-hmm. right if you have to think which videos to publish mm-hmm. right if you have to figure out when to do it in mm-hmm. like which length mm-hmm. edit them by the time you're designing a thumbnail it's like screw it. Yeah. I will just, you're I will exhausted. just, yeah, you're exhausted. So for, for, for the majority of people, it's yeah. much easier to have, Oh, I need to do this. Like mm-hmm. this by Thursday,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, they already most, most clients we are working with. They already have content. They already mm-hmm. have, um, an audience mm-hmm. to some extent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They know, uh, maybe they were writing a blog or they, mm-hmm. they have a podcast or they have a book or they have. So, so, We have a look at those and when we brainstorm on the content we could Mm -hmm. create, we we could start creating. Mm -hmm. So then we build a blueprint saying, okay, these are the videos we're going to, you know, we're going to record, we're going to publish, we're going to test the waters, Mm
0: -hmm. we're going
2: to see how it resonates in the audience. What are people searching? Also, we do some research there. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. are the content gaps, right? Some people are searching this, but there's no good videos about this particular topic. Yeah. Right. And then how can... If we were to record, we put a long list of titles, for example, then Mm -hmm. we say, if we were to record Mm -hmm. this video, how could it impact what you're doing, your business? How can Mm I, how could it help you grow your business, take, Mm -hmm. you know, grow your audience, maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, or take you to a new place you're not there yet? Mm -hmm. So, so um, for most people, it works really nicely if you, if you build this blueprint and then you have a clear clear steps mm-hmm. right so much easier and it's so much overhead to build this strategy mm-hmm. right if you have to do this strategy on your own right then by the time you're recording your video you're exhausted yeah yeah so so that's that's where we're trying to come in help in this part so that you can keep all the motivation for like when you're actually creating the content and this is yeah. something we also um Talk very often is like sometimes we have this this conversation saying hey Mm -hmm. now you focus on the content right it's important for you to focus on creating this yeah keep the excitement the motivation then we'll do the rest right we'll figure out the rest
1: yeah because i think that's precisely the reason why i want to kind of share in a way share my experience share my production team obviously we are consultants so we do charge a fee we're not doing this for free or anything but because i've benefited so much from the structure of I used to be a, you know, just like one person band, one. It, it is not that interesting. It's a lot of work. Now, literally, all I do is I record content. I have my notion board all planned out. You know, Kerman and I are talking every two to three weeks. We prioritize. and Guess what, guys? I just batch record everything. I pass all those recordings on to Harman Herman knows exactly what to do. It's done. And literally, there was like no revisions. I don't know how many we know we kind of just drive so well together and then Anna knows what to do and those videos are what we with the right title right thumbnail keywords and it's published and it's so beautiful this is the reason why a lot of people say you know people ask me all the time like "Faye, do you ever sleep uh do you you seem to be creating content all the time but also
2: it's like when we we have worked really hard to mm-hmm. build these buffers over time mm-hmm. so like these runways of content where we will batch produce, batch mm-hmm. edit. And then you have suddenly for the podcast as well. So so mm-hmm. in, in many uh, aspects of what we do, mm-hmm. it helps so much to, uh, like in a good way for like creativity, right? So mm-hmm. so it helps so much to have, you know, I don't know, some some one or two months of content already produced. Mm-hmm. It takes time to get there. Mm-hmm. It takes effort to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, Three times the effort, you know, four times the effort. It's a it's a little bit extra effort. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to sit down during a week or two mm-hmm. saying, I'm gonna focus, right? Remove mm-hmm. the noise, focus on creating this. Mm-hmm. And then we know that we are good for two months. And then yep. it's not that we are gonna relax, right? But there's you have much more flexibility to decide when to you know, what are the good pieces of content, you mm-hmm. know, versus the the ones I thought it was they were good, but not so not so good. Mm-hmm. And then when do you record when do you edit mm-hmm. and then you balance with other work you have to do of course
1: so. yeah you really i think it's a muscle that we're building because at the beginning of course anything new right like you probably don't remember when you learned to brush your teeth for the first time and now it just it's not something that you need to ever think about uh for us i feel like we're building content into our our own muscles uh brain spiritually and, and physically And, uh, and it just, it's a system that will work. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs forget about the fact that they've got already so many ideas, so much, so many different products that can easily turn into videos. So for instance, you know, we work with a lot of authors and people spend years planning for their book. They don't realize that they can easily turn certain ideas or certain chapters into YouTube videos, or even just like teaser videos. And later on, some could be turned into courses. That's one idea. We also work with people who have a lot of, you know, blog posts that can easily be turned into videos as well. So it's, it's there, right? A lot of work has been done.
2: And a lot of people would say, okay, I don't like showing up on -hmm. camera, right? Mm -hmm. So that's fair, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that uh, you can, you can still post on YouTube. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of Mm -hmm. now, especially these days, there's a lot of tools that take whatever content you have Mm -hmm. and help you create a video, video version of it because People are still searching on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. if you have a podcast episode, there's tools that take your audio mm-hmm. and then they create a video version mm-hmm. of it, like in a, in a nice, nice background animation, mm-hmm. snippet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then there's even tools we were covering these tools recently with Synthesia. Synthesia. So, that like people who want to create the course, but they don't want to, to appear on camera, they don't want to record themselves. Mm-hmm. There's tools that are creating like avatars mm-hmm. with AI also like moving. So so in it's it's becoming simpler and simpler mm-hmm. to produce these videos,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Uh, especially if you already have content, like mm-hmm. a blog post, you have a book,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: have interviews, you write for some magazine, whatever, right? Whatever mm-hmm. you do. Um, and a lot of people like writing, right? Mm-hmm. Write a blog post, I write here or there. Yeah. It's, it's very useful to think about like what pieces of what I've already written mm-hmm. uh, could be a good fit for a video, yeah. right? Yeah, And then you can do the reverse like exercise saying mm-hmm. if I were to search for this particular thing on YouTube, how would I search mm-hmm. for it? So it's like, oh, I would put this, yeah. these keywords, right? I would phrase this sentence. And most often, I mean, there's, there's content gaps. So yeah. we find that it's like every day there's, Thousands and thousands of opportunities of like mm-hmm. gaps of content that you can cover.
1: So, I'm going to use a specific example. Since Herman has gotten here, I didn't do this on purpose, but recently I built a swimming pool in my backyard. And as a result, as you guys know, when the machine's going to go through your backyard and it's recessed, then I had no idea that my backyard looked like Mars uh, for for quite a number of weeks and now there's time you know for instance into the uh, at the end of fall before the ground freezes i'm using all these terms i i really knew nothing about that i need to start the germination process now and I still have to patch it later on so literally last night when everybody went to sleep I was looking for you know how to seed my backyard and I see a lot of videos on here's how you do patchwork like p- patchwork and I'm thinking well, that's not what I'm looking for I need literally just start from scratch start from zero and I saw so many different videos about oh if you live in the northeast of the United States which is where we are you would Think about and plan it this way. So speaking of niching down, right? Like there's so much that you could do. Like, you know, that that's when we say like st- strategically, you don't want to be the king, the queen on this, you know, something that's super broad. Like I want to even pivot to WordPress. Like, can you be the best at WordPress? Can you be the best at, you know, working on your backyard? There's a lot of competition. But too. that's a
2: recurring, yeah, yeah. I think that's a recurring problem. It's like, a, mm-hmm. And we try it really hard to avoid, like remind ourselves, because our mind
0: mm-hmm. our minds
2: tend to go in that direction. It's like mm-hmm. whenever we wanna do something, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, that's done, or yeah. it's so hard to compete, or mm-hmm. we need to do we need to be the best. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like that's our mind. It's like if you know, we you Google something or you you, you go on YouTube and then you mm-hmm. search something, mm-hmm. and then oh these great YouTubers are already covering this topic or these blogs are already covering what I want to say. These books are already written. So it seems like everything Mm -hmm. has been done, right? That's the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second is like, how much, if I, let's say I forget that it's done and then Mm -hmm. I ignore that part and then I wanna compete or be competitive. Mm -hmm. Then we test how, like we we tend to think about the work. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's so much work Mm -hmm. to be at that level. Yeah. But then it's like I don't even want to get started.
0: Right. So <laughs>
2: that's natural. I think it's intuitive and it's our natural reaction we cannot mm-hmm. really hold ourselves. So mm-hmm. we try to help each other mm. reminding us saying, "You know what? There's always a new angle we can cover."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like Sarah Cooper says, like it's been done but not by you. So it still yeah. can be done by you. And then I, yeah. on the on the hard on the on the negative side we always have this, oh, there's a lot of competition. It's really hard Mm. to um, fill in the gap, right? It's really Mm. hard to, you know, grow your business doing this or talking about that. Or Mm -hmm. it's really hard to publish a documentary on Amazon Prime. Whatever you want to say, you can pre-populate it. It's really hard. (laughs) But on the positive side, we are living the best time ever Mm. to do these things. Because first of all, there's... There's opportunities every day, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: more and more. Every day, more people come to the internet. There's more people with more devices. There's more people searching for stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And I was reading, I was reading recently, um, 20 to 25% of what's searched on Google every year, Mm -hmm. it's on new stuff, on things that were never published before. So, so on new content yeah right so if you just focus on like 20 to 25 Mm percent that's new stuff so it's it's, next year there's gonna be people searching about things we don't even know about
1: yeah yeah exactly and that is so revealing i think we live in such a i don't know why that is because with all the smart devices uh information is now being disseminated in, in you know at whatever 10 20 times the speed compared to how many years ago and the fact that i think our our brain is is just wired differently now. They're, we're so curious all the time. And information is being good and bad information are being shared at the same time. So as a result, so maybe that is why in, in this very highly accelerated world of information, you know, why not own a place? Why not try a few things? Um You will never know. Like you really will never know how your content may be picked up. But speaking of which, like we we have really done some serious migration lately. Like if you guys visit phaseworld.com, how I spell my name is in my signature. Phaseworld.com. Herman and I made a very drastic decision. I'm going to be honest. You guys know that I've been like really advocating for Squarespace. If you're still getting started today, I might still ask you to go to Squarespace just because all the templates are there it is like all in one it's great but even the
2: even you know there's other players squarespace is great Mm -hmm. there's like wix there's another couple of builders um they are great i mean they do their job Mm -hmm. you can go pretty far Mm -hmm. and they help you remove i think the gap they have covered is really valuable that it has like Mm -hmm. for someone who's like who has no interest in like becoming so technical in the details of like how do you set up uh, a website? Before mm-hmm. it was like I need to get a hosting, I need to get like um, you know my pages, I need to like so so I need to build from scratch. And then yeah. if you want to set up a store, for example, mm-hmm. if you want to set up a blog, mm-hmm. those were like things on top. You know things were were difficult on top of of yeah. the other right and. And these platforms did a great job saying, "Okay, I'm gonna fix all of that for you. You just drag and drop. Yeah, do so sure you want a so. store mm-hmm. Enable, disabled? Mm-hmm. They charge more. Do you want to build an email list? Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What can, do you want? A pop-up? Do you mm-hmm. want a title? Do you want? So those were great.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if you are someone who's like just starting and they you want to get the blog, uh, website up and running in less than a day, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. It's still the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Now we have been running websites for like years, yeah, six, yeah. seven for ten years and for ourselves and others. And then there has been some changes in, especially when you're serious about content, mm-hmm. you reach a point where um, you need to look at what you know, especially search engines and like what others are looking at, and and mm-hmm. then. We, we struggled with some things. We, we reached a point where Squarespace was limiting us.
1: Yeah, and it's super slow, right? Right,
2: so so performance is one issue. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, no matter how much you you try to optimize your website,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they, they do a lot of work to, to optimize their own <laughs> resources because they provide blogs mm-hmm. that you can use to build your website. But even if you just put a blank website, mm-hmm you are still limited by their basic yeah. code, right? That's layers, what you signed up for, right? Layers of code. Mm-hmm. So just a black website. And then you can measure this. So you can go to, uh, there's a few websites like Google PageSpeed Index or some GTmetrix or mm-hmm. other pingum You can measure, you know, based on the hosting plus layer of code,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, how, how much time it takes to load this. And, and now these days, Google is paying a lot of attention they crawl all the websites on the Internet, mm-hmm. and then they say they, they evaluate these websites based mm-hmm. on the user experience. So mm-hmm. if you have a website that is slow, the user experience is not good, and then mm-hmm. it will rank you lower. Right.
1: Yeah. You never make it to the first page and that never make it to the first three to four search yeah. results.
2: So on, on on a good day, like ra- ranking in the first three positions, mm-hmm makes a huge difference, especially if you're trying to, you know, build your business or grow your business. Mm-hmm. If you're selling a product mm-hmm. and your first result, second result on Google, which is like 96% of people use in the around mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. then being first matters. Mm-hmm. And then how do you, how do you go there? Either you pay an ad,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? You pay an ad and then you need to pay more to like to be rank. first yeah. or You try to rank organically Mm -hmm. and for ranking organically one aspect is your website needs to be fast
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's
2: one reason why we migrated to squarespace after (laughs) to (laughs) To, to to wordpress WordPress.
0: yes to wordpress
2: (laughs) WordPress. from squarespace
1: sorry oh yeah it was such a literally i we've been talking about it I was thinking you know like an email in my head
2: i think we have been avoiding it we have had this conversation you know when you there's something serious you need to talk about and then you (laughs) always find an excuse to yeah you know push it push it off
1: the reason well let's explain oh you know we just talked about how motivated we are the reason is right now i don't know like how many blog posts do we have before the wordpress migration over a thousand. Over a thousand.
2: Yeah. yeah I it, think it's a thousand. And also, Squarespace is something really stinky, which, like, mm-hmm. they released a new version, but it's not easy to upgrade. Yeah. Right. From they released another, like, 7.1 version. Mm-hmm. And then we never know if they're going to come up with a new, even newer version 7.2, yeah. 8, whatever, you name it.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. uh, What do you call migration within Squarespace from 7.0 to 7.1? Waited for a year and a half. Actually, since end of 2020, that they have no plan of doing that. So we are just shifting completely to a WordPress. Yeah, I'm really, really happy about the migration, which we started uh, at the very beginning of September. And you guys will still see some kind of broken links or whatever on the site, but
2: we it's ongoing. Yeah, it's a work package. Mm-hmm. We're aiming to wrap it up by the end of the year of course we mm-hmm. try to go as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's something that was on our to-do list for for quite some time. Yeah. And now we are we're still trying to be upfront about you know when you go you, you when you use Squarespace. Squarespace is still great mm-hmm. and you need to know that you're delegating, you know, you're getting back a simple way to build a website. Mhm. And what you're delegating, you're, what you're giving away is the control you have on your website.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you are, if you are someone who just needs like a landing page,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a CV, sta, sta, quick, website, know, few quick pages. website, professional website, Squarespace, simple, simple payments. You know, you, you mm-hmm. pay for the whole year or monthly, you mm-hmm. build a website, you get like, if you ever need an extra feature for whatever, mm-hmm. so, so that's still Valuable, yet, I mean, we are trying to be upfront. There's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, cases where there's going to be a bunch of people who also will be limited by the same stuff we were limited. And now we're trying to document all those stuff, saying, okay, today, this is the easiest way to migrate from Squarespace mm-hmm. to WordPress. Yeah. And this is the minimum set of things you need. You yeah. Need. We're trying to help others also from our experience
1: quick quick question since i see you know we can only see like four or five people right now but i know that we don't see the number of people are watching linkedin on a sunday Mm. afternoon um if you guys could let us know in the comments if you're watching live whether you know number one do you have a website number two are you running on squarespace or wordpress or something completely different i would love to know uh, and, uh, so we're going to you're right. So Herman is now talking about like plugins can be such a pain sometimes with, um, WordPress. I mean, uh, frankly, phase world before Herman in 2014 was running in WordPress. And I remember just the struggle of something break. You're in charge. You're going to call up the, you know, hosting company. Oh, this plugin needs updated and it's always slightly out of sync. And now that's in conflicting with one another. Um, but it. You know, but yeah. it has improved so
2: much, right? So, so so much, yeah. the scene in t- 2013, 14 was very different mm-hmm. from what it is today. I mean, in that sense, Squarespace was revolutionary,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, very much. And then you could do great stuff without dealing with all the WordPress kind of mm-hmm. nasty things. Mm-hmm. There's also ways of building a website without WordPress, right? So so you can there's other website builders that are not even Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You you get your own hosting, but if you are a creator, you want to run a blog, you have, or maybe your YouTube channel. Uh, now we are we are trying to have a very minimalistic mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is the very minimum, mm-hmm. right? The, the minimum we need to do. We want it to be blazing fast, mm-hmm. so that people can have a really good site experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building we're, we're trying to get there right so it's an it's a everyday effort mm-hmm. like do a little bit every day but also uh so so i mean you offer you're you're often overwhelmed okay i'm gonna set up wordpress mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna install this 50 most like like top 50 plugins so it's like install install install, install. <laughs> you get everything you don't know how to set the map. you don't know the impact on like right. the performance right Uh, so so we are coming from the other end it's like what's the base the Mm -hmm. most basic setup so what is our do we do we need this right in our case i think it's like wordpress then we have the theme we're using cadence which is like a super fast theme there's others they Mm -hmm. they have other benefits i think we have we have had a few rollbacks we we decided okay let's use this plugin these other plugins and then we we took it back, saying, "Okay, we actually don't need this. Let's yeah, let's yeah. it again." So we're using cadence, which is just a theme, how it looks, mm-hmm. and then we are using not not too many more. Maybe we have one plugin to handle forms, mm-hmm. how we capture forms and leads, and, mm-hmm. and like you know, if someone wants to contact or reach out,
0: mm-hmm. then we are yeah.
2: using another another plugin, a couple of plugins for SEO, like mm-hmm. Rank Math.
1: Mm, i love rank math i feel like rank i'm in it every single day right. so
2: rank math is basically analyzing on-page seo so mm-hmm. whatever you have written it's mm-hmm. just like all the text keywords what is this page about and it's suggesting you like how mm. you should structure your page mm-hmm. to uh you know have better chances in ranking and then you have rank math then we have uh like a affiliate thirsty affiliate which mm. is Uh, to handle uh, links and and affiliate links Mm -hmm. all in one place Mm -hmm. and then I think we have um, that's pretty much it I think that's it that's pretty much it we have okay we have WP Rocket which is an optimizer so there's Mm it's a plugin so that it, it improves your site's performance so it minimizes like um css Mm. and then it defers loading images so that you don't load the image right away and then the whole site is loading in like under a second so Mm -hmm. you go from a slow squarespace website someone is trying to find your article and then now uh, you know to under a second Mm -hmm. loading your entire page you know relating your posts Mm -hmm. um loading your nice theme so so it's really we're really happy with the transition, even though we still have like a lot of work to do in there. For the sure,
1: package. we uh, painfully had to pay for rank H-
0: math. Yeah, rank uh, math. Uh, yeah, right.
1: rank math over there. Uh, fantastic. I, you know, by the way, we, we, I probably should have. This is a, this is a thing, right? Like as we're talking, I realized, oh, I should have just like stood up a page where I get to share all the plugins specific to WordPress, which that is coming. So hopefully I'm going to put together like a really quick blog post and I'm just going to add it to the description as well as one of the first comments coming going to pin. So, Mia, let me know if you have any questions and I'll be back with some articles. Um, so that's, by the way, like I'm just going to show you our thinking process because these questions come up so often. And we as content creators, you know, we're not just here to talk about WordPress, to just be affiliates and talk about fancy plugins. This is part of our business, so essential to us. And most people don't realize that until you use it, you're living in it. You understand exactly how important it is and why you need to, you know, basically prioritize some options, eliminate some of the others. And that's kind of the content we're creating. So, pillar content where we talk about all the different essential like very very essential plugins um and i'm going to create individual blog posts where we dive in like specific how we use rank math how we use like cadence themes what we like what we don't like about it and that feeds into these like type of bigger pillar content
2: yeah and i think if you i mean this is you you don't move a thousand posts if Mm -hmm. it wasn't important right so so the work we are doing is like moving from squarespace Mm -hmm. thousand posts of course, the the pages as well, right? The mm-hmm. landing page and like the yeah. pages itself, but also there's there's so much content we had already.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But given the nature of Squarespace mm-hmm. and how it's structured, we were slow, and the the, the performance of the site was low. But also, mm-hmm. all those pieces of content were isolated, mm-hmm. so so it was really hard to relate them to cross reference. It was really oh, hard to like whisper. put links. Mm-hmm. So so. With this new setup, we are going to be able to hopefully rank higher Mm -hmm. uh, because Google is going to like our site because it's fast. And then it's going to be much easier also to put those pieces of content in a context. So if we have a podcast episode, if we have this article about Zoom Mm. or webinar or restream, we can relate it pretty easily to all the other pieces of content we have been writing. So cool. And and then it's a much tighter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, model of your or like internal mm-hmm. linking and, and, and uh um, structure of your site in yeah. general. Right.
1: Yeah, something I didn't really think about. I mean it was one of those pain points where You know if you're a content creator and it doesn't matter right like yes we we create content like crazy and we have over a thousand pieces of content and not all of them are long form or like the highest quality ever um something i'm improving upon but even if you have written literally 20 30 blog posts they have some internal relationships linking to them, and you are kind of, in a way, it's like it's hurting your SEO or it's not really fully optimized if you don't know how they're connected. If you don't connect them, your readers are not going to connect them automatically, right? And, and Google is. There's not no way most people you.
2: find you. I think most, mm-hmm. if you're a creator, if you mm-hmm. like creating content, if you put things out there, like whether that's a blog post. Mm-hmm. or youtube or what you i mean presumably you're putting things out there for people to find them. Mm-hmm. you you're not that doing that just because you mm-hmm. want to look at that yourself that's a journal right, right, right. so either yes. you're journaling for yourself or you're creating things mm-hmm. for others so the nice thing on youtube is like you do very little work mm-hmm. and youtube does the rest mm-hmm. for you now on a blog for example is mm-hmm. much more work you need to you need to uh, tell sort of Google, mm-hmm. right? Or the search engine
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, hints about like little things mm-hmm. so that Google understands what you're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether that's keywords, you know, um, JSON schema, or like you can use many other tricks. But if you are putting content out there and your website is in the, in the wrong mm-hmm. Way or has the wrong structure or is loading slow, then you are hurt by other factors. Not mm-hmm. that not because you have bad content, mm-hmm. but because you didn't do a good job of like telling Google on the search engine. So mm-hmm. that's more why most people think oh SEO is like
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's why SEO is so critical. Search engine optimization, right? Mm-hmm. Most people overlook at it, but it's like it's a really crucial part of what we're doing if we. Mm-hmm. our creators, content creators, and if we care about people finding mm-hmm. what we have to say.
1: Yeah, for sure. I want to give some specific examples. A lot of the questions that are coming to me these days are like, how do you get started? How do I think about myself as my personal brand? Or I really don't like what is pillar content, this and that. So recently we started working with a, a lovely entrepreneur whose name is Chris Littlefield. Definitely go check out his channel. And uh, especially if you're running a business, small or large, You know, he, Chris is out there to teach people and, you know, people in HR, people in learning and development, how do we engage their employees more, how to appreciate them more, not just through compensation, right? So one of the things when we work with Chris on YouTube strategy is like, okay, you know, we're new, you know, we are not experts in employee engagement. We say, we ask questions, things like, how do you know if people are disengaged? how do people actually find out that they're not as engaged and not as productive or happy as they could be? And, you know, he then very quickly recorded a top three ways of identifying that. So that our next question is, well, can you break down each one of these so that that one, that one video could be seven, eight minute long, however you want to make it to be. That's the pillar content. Now, how do you break it down? You know, uh, Tip number one, first observation, that can be its own blog post. Tip number two, observation number two, that has its own content. So it's really, really interesting. So I see some more of you are hopping on. I really appreciate you being here. Let us know if you're using Squarespace or WordPress. Let me know if you are trying to create new content and what you're struggling with in particular. But I'm going to just pivot to ask Hermana really Lovely question i want this to be a blog post but i want to credit him for thinking of it which is thinking of your youtube not your youtube channel I, I always tell people think of you your youtube channel as a business and you said no think of your individual youtube videos think of your individual blog post as a business i was like wow that's really fascinating that's absolutely yeah, true
2: it's almost i was i was um reading this article the other day and mm-hmm. there was a parallel between like if you if you have a YouTube channel or if you have a blog, you could yeah. think of it as having your own apartment building. Mm-hmm. So you own the entire building I love and then it. each apartment, I think this <laughs> I don't know who, who was writing like this, but it was a really nice way of thinking about it. So mm-hmm. the, the truth is that whether you're writing a blog or ar- like a blog article
0: mm-hmm.
2: and or or, or you put a YouTube video out there, right? Mm-hmm. Truth is that most, if you're a business or you're a creator, and most businesses or creators want to monetize in some way. So this is important. This is an important aspect, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're running a blog, you want to monetize from your blog. Mm -hmm. Whether that's affiliate or you're selling something, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a nice way of like boosting how you monetize is like having an article on whether you're selling or you're talking about. So you could talk about like what are the best equipment right for your Mm -hmm. for your uh, business Mm -hmm. or you could talk about what are the best platform for something or you could Mm -hmm. like describe or do a step-by-step tutorial like i will teach you how to cook this particular thing Mm -hmm. so you go and then you can refer for example where you should buy the ingredients or Mm -hmm. like the tools to make something or whatever and that's a way of monetizing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: or you can sell your own book. Like, these are the 100 recipes. This is a recipe I have in my own book and I sell it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so so monetization is an important part. Most businesses want to, like, make profit out of their own content. Mm-hmm. And the YouTube is the same, whether you're getting money from ads mm-hmm. that Google puts on your video or you have links underneath and then you say, okay, go buy my course, mm-hmm. go buy my book, check out my
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, my strategy here, whatever yeah mm-hmm. so if you multiply that that times a thousand it's mm-hmm. like having a apartment building
1: yeah you own the rooms. entire
2: buildings and then each of them um is monetizing individually because mm-hmm. you could have this room permanently mm-hmm. rented mm-hmm. at some rate but this other maybe it's an airbnb and it's on and off so you have six months and it, it's busy six months that no one is renting it right mm. and then the rates could be different so so yeah, the yeah. Overall, you could have your own, you know, the whole building is making some profit, but each individual apartment is its own business.
1: I love it. Right?
2: And that's the same way you could think about your YouTube channel
0: mm. or
2: blog or like even podcast. So, yeah. And the reason is that they, they behave very differently. So each of those pieces of content
0: mm-hmm.
2: ha- has its own personality. So, mm-hmm. so they were ranked differently in Google. Google might like this content more mm-hmm. than other that you're producing mm-hmm. or there might be less competition for this particular keyword. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're talking about zoom everyone's talking about zoom but yeah. if you're talking about zoom extensions while you're cooking zoom zoom mm-hmm. plugins zoom for la- fitness, zoom people. for fitness for example mm-hmm. then that article might be much more popular or mm-hmm. or you're your, uh, less volume less people searching for it but you you might uh, rank higher. So your articles, your videos may, may, may monetize mm-hmm. different amounts, right?
1: Yeah. And I want to give a, like, a, this is something that I've, you know, we have brainstorm. I've learned so much in the past few years because, for instance, my Zoom videos are getting, at this point, well over 2 million views on YouTube. So you may be wondering, number one, you know, Zoom as an affiliate doesn't work really well because I, when I, you know, even though I have an affiliate link, everybody's already using and has already purchased Zoom. So nobody's going to click on that link because the face video, I'm like somehow purchasing zoom for the first time. Uh, And those videos getting a lot of views. Uh, Yes. Monetization is good on YouTube because they're technology based, but am I making any affiliate money, any course money um, you know, at the beginning zero, but as a result, people visited my website and say, how much do you charge to moderate the session for me? Right. Uh, to, to train my team. Those are big, you know, absolutely big ticket uh, items. Yeah, exactly. So, like,
2: so you, you can mm-hmm. sell way well, less, but uh, the, the commission there is like higher or what you can earn mm-hmm. from those. I mm-hmm. think if you want to solve this strategy, you need to tackle everything, like from, from mm-hmm. high volume, low
0: mm-hmm.
2: ticket, right? Versus mm-hmm. like low volume. Because you'll, you'll see that, you'll find all sorts of all sorts of people they, they will find you right yeah the ones who are like you know interested in like this big moderation engagement with you yeah. or or the ones who are like just clicking on zoom and getting your referral link like five dollars whatever yeah. is, right? exact $5. it is
1: exactly five dollars it's so true yeah. and so definitely for um you know if you're already an entrepreneur and um <laughs> or you know you're trying to boost your channel one misconceptions and unfortunately we don't talk about enough is I have videos that literally get 50 to a hundred views yet driving the exact type of consulting engagements that I need. Maybe something I talk about, uh, hybrid strategies. Maybe I talk about how to moderate, right? Like companies will come in to say, I want her to train my team. I want her to directly moderate my session. That's how, you know, we use the example pretty often, but that's uh, how I ended up interviewing Steve Wozniak and like Mark Cuban, Ariana Huffington, Uh really magical experience. But those videos may not get a ton of views yet. My most viewed videos may not drive anything for me. I just want to say that volume is important but the content itself it's also important like just having that this you own your apartment and you need to know like what what they're in there for like you can't just say i want everything to be cookie cutter the same and they there's a purpose it's really
2: hard to predict Mm -hmm. how it's gonna work Mm -hmm. so if you look at expert youtubers and Mm -hmm. bloggers and content creators the Mm -hmm. same is like on social media like Mm -hmm. expert tiktokers you know instagramers whatever Mm -hmm. they will tell you they have an idea but the where they learn the most is like they just do right they just produce and it's the same with google or youtube like your blog so Mm -hmm. you never know for sure how well it's going to resonate and Mm -hmm. with with people or with the search engines itself so there's there's a technology part that you cannot control Mm -hmm. and the and google even doesn't control it's like just Mm -hmm. an algorithm right learning Mm -hmm from what's out there Mm -hmm. and then it decides to rank you so there's no control not even the companies providing the search engines Mm -hmm. so that's why having a strategy is so powerful Mm -hmm. because you can plan what you're going to publish right um and how often yeah right yeah and then consistency you need to you know keep publishing keep going yeah. And over time, the best you could do is like, okay, let's look back. You start getting traction, you start getting an audience. Mm-hmm. And then you could start figure figuring out how to tweak your plan, your strategy. Yeah. Uh, so that then the next pieces of content you'll produce are, yeah. you know, adjusted, or like say, okay, these pieces of content need a follow up. Mm-hmm. So you follow up those because people are resonating with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or you say, okay. People really like this type of videos. Mm-hmm. You will learn, right? Right, right. Um,
1: it won't lie because people are gonna really ask you. It won't lie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna take a moment because I I do have this strategy slide that we produced, yeah. and I'm like I literally just hold it in front of the screen,
0: huh. and that's a that's a old. Whole...
1: Like we, this is so old. Yet I yeah, want to show it's, it's people based
2: right? on the search engines. I think. The key here is like, okay, you you can be on Google, at least for us. I'm, oh, there's many other search engines, right? You yeah. can go Bing, uh, you can go Instagram. I mean, there's lots of places where you can post content. But I think if you look, <laughs> the majority of people, of course, Google is still ruling. So it's like 96 to 98%, depending on where, mm-hmm. uh, of the traffic is going into Google. So so focus on the big part and then the same with youtube right there's all your other video platforms but youtube is like the king and then um so those are the search engines and then the the point of all this other stuff there was okay we we need like most often you create like a funnel. So people mm-hmm. will find you because they come into this this part here, right? yeah. either, either Google or YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then this this line between the two is because if we put together a video, then we also make sure that there's a blog article mm-hmm. covering that content. Yeah. Most often, right? So we
1: rank on both places. So on
2: we rank, and Google. yeah, and Google. And also there's another interesting thing uh, recently. So if you look at the, in the past five years, mm-hmm. um. I think more than 50% of the top results on Google
0: mm-hmm.
2: have like the top pages. Mm-hmm. When the people search something, the top results, one, two, three, fifty mm-hmm. 50% or more mm-hmm. have a video on the page.
1: Embedded in the blog Embedded post. Embedded in the blog yeah. post.
0: Yeah.
2: So people find your page with oh, well, the top page. Mm-hmm they like having a video there. So Mm -hmm. so that's why we are also adding, we are publishing a video on, for example, Zoom hybrid Mm -hmm. meetings. Then Mm -hmm. we're also adding a blog article covering that because people can find it either way.
0: Mm -hmm. And then if
2: you're into this sort of like um, type of of content creation and like especially Mm -hmm. growing your business out of it, Mm -hmm. then we have like funneled into like other platforms, like for example, affiliate links,
1: Mm,
2: mm. or like a course mm-hmm. platform
1: yeah digital products digital
2: and... products so mm-hmm. come check my documentary come check um mm-hmm. or like buy you know i, I provide you this zoom timer mm-hmm. for example right mm-hmm. get i i i sell mm-hmm. you this particular thing so mm-hmm. or a service right or like come to my engagement yeah. i moderate this particular thing.
1: you know i think one thing that I also want to call out about this, uh, this metaphor of having you own this apartment building and there are different rooms. And I think it's so important that not, you know, there's never been, uh, you know, one time that you said, Oh, Faye, you're this particular room where this particular product is only making $97 a month. Your zoom timers are $2 a piece at the peak of selling our zoom timers. We were making I think like fifteen hundred over fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month. A month. And then of course, and it kind of trended down.
2: Yeah, it trended down. It's the same with the mm-hmm. apartment. You know, it's like if you're if you own an apartment, you do Airbnb on it.
1: Yeah, true. Seasonal. It's very seasonal. It's very right?
2: seasonal. I mean, yeah. then then COVID comes and then no one is renting. So so there's there's gonna be fluctuations. Mm-hmm. That's why it's all about like distribute it's the same as if you were investing it's like like you distribute the risk mm-hmm. by having lots of pieces of content mm-hmm. right so true it's like your business if you live from content right mm-hmm. uh you put so much work in creating this content right? high
1: on content that's our strategy high on content <laughs> high high on content guys this is
2: full at least for us it's been like all about creating mm-hmm. but, but also valuable pieces it's not just creating mm-hmm. pages. For the sake of creating pages, it's like we have something to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's value in it. We teach this. Mm-hmm. We give it. Sometimes it's giving it away, like mm-hmm. saying, okay, I really learned this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, okay, I have this thing. I put together a video. I also have a course. Mm-hmm. Check my course because that's much more curated. Mm-hmm. It's much more work coming True. into the... So it's been all always about like high volume of content that is value, high value, mm-hmm. right? For people. And then a lot of a lot of them, yeah. a lot of those pieces.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know I'm I'm so touched. There's like different people hopping on, and uh, you know before we go shoe shopping, uh, uh-huh. and uh, I I was just you know please let us know if you guys have any questions, and uh, and I just want to mention a few things. Like you need to get started somehow. You're not, you know, your first pieces, your first few videos, a few blog posts are not going to be the best. And that's absolutely okay. Number two, tip number two is don't um, undermine some of the pieces that may not be performing or doing or generating a lot of revenue. Don't value yourself or your content based on how much money that you're getting from those pieces. And it's completely unfair, right? Right. And um, so that's that's the second thing. And I think the third thing is to know when it's good enough to ship. I think Seth Godin talks about it like in a beautiful way, like when it's good enough to ship. So for us, I want to be really particular. I mean, I've gotten emails from people that say, oh, you misspell something. uh, Or I think, you know, it's kind of condescendingly. So I don't really care. You know, I try to proofread all the content, but having a thousand pieces of content out there, of course, in English is my Second language is your second language. And certain things we just won't be able to catch. So when you create content, try not to, don't ever think that needs to be perfect. Don't proofread it as soon as you write it. Always wait. At least I think the next day is really healthy. And the Herman reminds me to publish something, come back to it later. We can always make it better. One of the reasons why as I'm going live that I don't have a blog post focus on, here are my five you know, plugins for WordPress is because in my mind, I'm still like, squirreling this thinking about how to make it good good enough i could have just written it you know i'm overthinking
2: yeah it's it's very i think uh, and also like this this type this type of content is like Mm -hmm. they're sort of breeding Mm. things so we can go back edit improve Mm follow-up right um it's much more valuable to have like a thousand pieces of content out there than to have ten that are perfect in yeah. every sense um, because in those th- in those thousand there's gonna be another percentage that are gonna be perfect right yeah. And you can always go back and say, okay, from this thousand mm-hmm. these are the top ranking these are the the people are people are most interested in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna perfect them right It's about like doing one percent every day every mm-hmm. you know couple of days, mm-hmm. improving them rather than to have a hundred percent you know yeah. perfect article in from the from the beginning and then maybe no one ever reads it right so mm-hmm. so it's just about getting started and doing something every day yeah a little yeah. bit every day whether that's a, um, a short uh, mm-hmm. article you know or or like mm-hmm. a short video or uh you know recording a podcast episode or or even not recording but you, you if you are if it's about editing, for example, mm-hmm. editing is like a daunting task. So if you if you want to have a podcast and then mm-hmm. it's like too much work to edit, a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. So you record an episode,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: do like five minutes a day.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Then you will have an episode a week. And then whenever you, you know, you won't realize and then it's going to be 50 episodes. Oh, right. You're so a, true. That's the threshold we say, okay, you're a podcaster when you have a year they're like yeah. 50 episodes, that's a, that's a line I always tell people, tell people yeah. you
0: got
1: 50 episodes, you, you're, now it's you're like a podcaster. Yeah. It's so funny, like, I, Herman knows I have a, a black belt in Taekwondo, and then literally, when I got the black belt, the, the actress is like, You have just entered the door, you have just begun, like, your student, uh, your, your learning experience. So, yeah. I, you know, I I feel like I want to, I love going live, guys. Uh, Let us know if you have any questions, ideas for what we should talk about next. If you're interested in even talking about hearing more about WordPress, growing your online business, um, being content creators. So tomorrow, hopefully, even later today, we'll see. The next time I go live, uh, you're going to be learning more about uh, Herman's own company, Tarek. And so Gentonic is his company. So there's something that you know Herman is focusing on as a producer, specifically music producer, and we'll have the lovely reggaeton singer uh, <laughs> sure. Tarek joining us as well. And we'll the three will be sitting here in this very rare opportunity. And um, that's really it. But if people want to learn more about what you do, Herman, about Gentonic, please. Yeah, tell sure.
2: Gentonic, it's a it's a independent record label, uh, so we are working with a kind of like a dozen artists who are independent, but still, it started like a like a network. So mm-hmm. a lot of independent artists they're they're often doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like like content creators. Uh, but but when you go to like, you want to seek larger engagements,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> whether that's playing at a festival or. You, mm-hmm. you're trying to seek a deal or something, you often need, like, someone to back, back you up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's really hard. So we started, like, a network of artists
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, that said, okay, why, why don't we come together and present ourselves a, as a group of artists? Mm-hmm. And that's how Gin Tonic Records started. Mm-hmm. And then we have learned a ton over the, the past six, seven years. Uh, we have, like, uh, more than 100 songs with, with uh, millions of streams and, like, views on YouTube and uh, artists are based in different places tarag is here Mm -hmm. um and then yeah we we basically help artists navigate their careers uh not only like saying okay i'm i'm Mm -hmm. seeking to be famous or like you know a pop Mm -hmm. star but also how can you make a business out of your singing career right Mm -hmm. so so everything including like what 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 is involved to record your song, produce it, mm-hmm. uh, ship it. You know, doing marketing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, we we have learned so much from digital marketing in the last year. So now we are applying the knowledge to to, to the music side, and each niche is is mm-hmm. so interesting. They have different there's different caveats for, for each industry and mm-hmm. you learn different things, what people want, right? It's a different game. Yeah. But it's a lot to learn. I mean, a lot of the strategy we have been following works also. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it's a lot is different. So, mm-hmm. so it's all about like what people want, what people are searching, right? Mm-hmm. So for going back to the SEO example, it's like now one, if you're creating content
0: mm-hmm.
2: like the one we have been creating on YouTube, people search for how how can I screw this thing to my wall, right? Mm-hmm. And then you pop up. But now one, no artist in the world pops up uh, on a Google search, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you you try to find It's like mm-hmm. uh, I J lo for example, she doesn't pop up on a Google search mm-hmm. unless you're searching for J-Lo. Right, i right?
1: never thought about it that way. So
2: it's so a completely different strategy. Now one is going to find the artist instead by, by searching right they don't go on uh. google instead people find the artists mm-hmm. based on related songs so mm-hmm. if you're doing this particular genre mm-hmm. and then it's similar to these other artists then the artist will pop up mm-hmm. so it's a completely different game there's different strategies then squarespace is perfect in that mm-hmm. space right mm-hmm. true because who cares about rank math and SEO? Yeah. They are not blogging artists and singers. They are not blogging,
0: mm-hmm. right? <laughs> But they
2: want to have their merch store. Yeah. So you want an easy way to to provide like a merch store mm-hmm. checkout that should be smooth. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care if it takes five seconds to load because the fans are gonna mm-hmm. go there, to the store anywhere and buy. Mm-hmm. So you can establish the same parallels, but have very different conclusions and takeaways mm-hmm. depending on your industry and. Mm -hmm. it's still creative work but it's a different strategy if you're a singer if you're a content creator if you're a blogger if you're a youtuber
1: yeah yeah i think it's just like a lot of us are really uh multi-passionate uh people and i think that can really serve us well because i often hear like oh if you're an artist that should be the soul that's be the only thing that you do you should go full-time. And I know, of course, once you reach a certain level, it makes sense. But at the beginning, you know, it has really benefited me hugely, like mental health-wise as well, to not think about YouTube as a full-time job. I love YouTube to be a marketing engine that drives business. I get to work with clients. And right now, you know, I sort of feel like in the second season of being a creator, where I do want to shift, and I'm being very honest with Herman about, I want to Devote at least 50% of my time, energy to focus on Phase World. Nothing else but Phase World. 50% on clients. But at the beginning, I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't possibly spend 80, 90% of my energy on Phase World, all of content creation, do 10% of client work. You know, I, you know, I'm also a caregiver, so it, it's just not going to be feasible. So, give yourself. You know, I think. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Don't think of it as like all or nothing. You know, same thing as you mentioned. Some of the friends, some of the people that you you serve are also singers. Um, You know, they sing part time, perform part time, and the other uh, fifty percent of their energy, they're working as producers, working as managers for other musicians. So there's that's not shouldn't be frowned upon. That you know should be celebrated.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also about understanding. your it's all about the, a little bit about the expectations of mm-hmm. course also like understanding the business side of things mm-hmm. if you want to have a healthy and sustainable you know mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. right so uh, yeah
1: yeah for sure thank you so much for joining us today i know i'm like dragging on i don't want to say Say goodbye while people are waiting. But please know we're here. We're gonna be back here tomorrow, probably around the same time. Yeah. And please check out Gentonic Records. Please check out Tarek T-H-A-Y-R-K. Yeah. Uh, he's got over half a million followers on uh, TikTok and tens of thousands of followers on Facebook and and Instagram, and it's just incredible to see. You know, Tarek is one of the examples from Gentonic Records, and together as Phase Royal, we're just. I feel like there's so much synergy, and that's why I love my house. They're here uh, with me as it's kind of this creator hub, and where there's we can talk forever for hours, and 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 hopefully yeah. this will this journey, this relationship will continue on for for decades to come, and. uh Much love to this community and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.